0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: Like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's
0: blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's wife!
2: Welcome to hour two of the Friday night It's Friday night. Mm-hmm. It's Friday night babies. And uh, Friday means stink of the week and hero of the week. And I've got s- some uh, stories to share with you guys this hour. Uh, one of which I'm not sure if this story is a hero or a stink. Um, I can't wait to get to, uh, uh, <laughs> to get my dude DJ Carrot Sticks' opinion on this matter. So let me bring him in. My sidekick on tonight's show, babies, is the one and only DJ
0: Carrot Sticks. A very able carrot. Quite right, famous in his own right.
2: Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get him out of here.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Be Friday.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any big plans for this weekend? I hadn't even asked you yet.
1: Um, No, not really. I, it might rain. It might rain Saturday and Sunday, so... Not too sure. Possibly. But no, if it's not raining too hard on Sunday, then I uh, mean, the boys are going to be doing a barbecue and bonfire.
2: Okay. What are you going to queue up?
1: Well, my thing is that uh, I've learned after, because I've been with this, this 1904 Cruisers for about six years now, and yeah. about two years in, what I learned was I need to make appetizers for these type of things, because the food's never ready when you think it's going to be ready. Yes. We run out of propane or someone didn't bring the grill. Someone forgot that. So what I do is I always do appetizers. And what I usually do is that little Hawaiian bread. And I make these little uh, like slider sandwiches. Mm -hmm.
0: So, Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm.
1: everybody's very grateful that there's something to eat while we're waiting two hours for the, you know, grill to go. So.
2: And what are you putting on the grill? Some dogs?
1: Oh, you know, the fellows usually do a carne asada or maybe some hamburgers, hot dogs. I'm, I've been banned from the grill i uh I, they say I either burn it or don't cook it enough
0: so,
1: okay, whatever,
2: well, you know what? That just means you get to sit back and chill. you ain't got to do the work, yeah, okay, yeah, bring so it maybe you were burning things or leaving them raw as a strategy, <laughs> so nobody would expect you to do the work. I'm on to you, man. I know how you operate
1: well, you know, I'm a son of a lawyer, and mm-hmm. uh you know I'm a city boy. So yes. I didn't learn too much about barbecuing and, and that kind of stuff. I'm, my main thing really is I do actually, I, I admit, I overcook things because I'm worried that it's going to be raw. So mm. I just like leave it on there as long as I can. I'm, a, I'm pretty sure the center's cooked now. And sometimes <laughs> it comes like a hockey puck.
2: Listen, not, every, not all meat is supposed to be like the beef jerky that you eat at the station, okay? Yeah. I know you love your yeah. jerky man.
1: The, the best um, is, I'll tell you real quick. The best one, one year, we're going to Jack Murphy, me and my dad, just me and my dad, and he goes, You know, we're going to tailgate. And I go, Oh, cool. And he goes, Yeah, I went, I'm going to barbecue. And I was kind of surprised my dad had never done that before. So he, you know, gets the old dusty grill out, gets the charcoal. We get there, <laughs> we're going, we're trying to light this charcoal. And we just can't light it. We're trying, trying lighters, matches, paper. He just can't light it. And I said, Pops, where did you get this charcoal? He goes, I-, I don't know. It's been sitting on the side of the house for a couple of years. Uh, and I go, well, it's, it's been rained on, it and it, 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 it was so bad that the group next to us says, Hey, hey, hey guys, um, our, our grill's still going, and, and we're if you want to transfer your meat over to our grill, but it's
2: you got You got a sympathy grill, you got sympathy yes. grillage, yes, we did, yeah. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, pathetic. Okay, yeah, I can see man. Y- your dad taught you much good stuff but not on, not on food not in cooking. That's clear. Particularly not on the grill. Um yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. Cause I'm like you, I mean a lot, you know, in, in, a lot of my plans center around, uh, what's going to happen at the beach. Like what's the weather going to be like? So, um, cause, and don't be jealous. D- y'all don't be jealous. Cause it's $6 and 30 cents a gallon of gas. Okay. Let us enjoy our sunshine and our great weather here in San Diego. Right. Okay. By the time we, we- paid
1: for everything, our rent and our gas, I mean, that's all we can afford to do is go hang out at the beach.
2: Yeah, and free. eat hot dogs yeah. and, and little sliders made with with white bread. Poverty with the
1: <laughs> perfect view.
2: Exactly. Um, okay, I've got a story here, sticks, and I'm not sure if this story qualifies as this company qualifies as a hero of the week or as a stink of the week. Okay, now. Um, you as I said last hour when I was talking about the death of Diane Feinstein uh, and her legacy is r- about gun grabbing and and uh, killing babies in the womb. OK, so, you know, there's some people that say, you know, you don't speak ill of the dead. Why not? Am I supposed to speak, you know, well of, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer? Come on now. I believe in remembering people for how they lived accurately. Okay. Um, So there's a Michigan ammunition company named Phoenix Ammunition. And um, they have a promotion going today. Um, after the announcement of Dianne Feinstein's passing, and they said to celebrate the death of at Senator Feinstein, we're offering free shipping on ammunition to California customers today through October 31st. I don't know why I'm giggling. They added simply select. <laughs> Good riddance, Diane. Good riddance, Diane at checkout. Evil authoritarians should be mocked in death the same as they are in life. No quarter. Um. What do you think, Sticks?
1: Well, the first thing is I'm really shocked that you're allowed to ship ammunition.
2: Well, it doesn't have a gun to, to fire it off. And I'm sure that, you know, uh, what do you mean? Guns and, and ammunition get shipped all the time.
1: I, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could buy bullets in the mail. I, I don't know. I found that interesting. I didn't know that.
2: Well, I, that, that didn't necessarily go in the mail. So it depends. on. Oh, well, I thought they said shipping. free shipping. Well, free shipping, but shipping doesn't have to be, I think of mail as U.S. Postal Service. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure, uh, um, you know, uh, UPS, there's different ground ways that things get transported, um, you know, via truck and stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, why are you surprised? Because it's a bullet. Unless it's fired through a chamber, it's not going to hurt anybody.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah. I find it interesting. But, you know, for a lady that put, uh, you know, uh, was so against this industry, then that's, I think it's good on them. And I, you know, I think it's creative that they're doing this.
2: I do too, because you know what? It is absolutely serious. Um, Oh, so one commenter said that, uh, that um, an appropriate response to Feinstein death would be prayer. Um, uh, The company wrote back forgiveness is between her and God. Yeah. You know, this thing, why do you pray for somebody after they're dead? Whatever you believe happens to somebody in the afterlife, that's what's happening in the afterlife it's after life, right? You pray for the survivors and for the people that are mourning, but what yeah, well, forgiveness is between her and God? And she did live her life. It was what she did to to Kavanaugh alone was absolute evil. She literally destroyed a man and you that's what launched the Me Too movement. Do you remember the women breaking into the Capitol? The the uh, it it literally rained a lot of havoc down on our country and she did it And she did it knowing that Christine Blasey Ford was an absolute fraud and a lie. Do you remember them holding up the nomination? Do you remember them? Oh, she supposedly didn't fly. And so they had to, you know, they had to drive her all the way out from California, even though she had just taken numerous trips via plane to, I think it was Italy and Japan and all these places. I mean, what, what she did just in that situation alone is so despicable. I don't know what her religious beliefs were, but that was absolute evil. She continued to tout gun control measures, knowing that none of it worked, that it was nothing but about destroying our Second Amendment rights. Columbine happened when we had the assault weapons ban in this country. She was a liar, a fraud, and an evil, power-hungry old lady. And I don't have to respect her. So you know what? These guys are heroes in my book. Remember what the left was doing about Ru- saying about Rush Limbaugh after he passed away? And Rush Limbaugh never destroyed a life like Dianne Feinstein did. Never, dis- never damaged our nation. This woman damaged our nation with that. That's what launched the whole Me Too movement. It started a movement of men being considered guilty until they proved their innocence against rape charges. We now are a society to where any woman is, is supposed to be believed. And, and, and it was all started with Kavanaugh. And oh, by the way, every one of those allegations was false. But now because of that, it, it, we have half this country that still believes he was involved in gang rapes. And there is still a, a culture in this country of if a man's accused, he's guilty. That's where we're at in this country. It, it part, and I talked about it at the time, I don't know if you remember this sticks, but what one of the things I talked about at the time was how this was so, so destructive to our, to our justice system that our justice system was founded under the notion of innocent until proven guilty. And they were intentionally destroying that. It was bigger than Kavanaugh. And you see now where we're at with our Department of Justice. With people being rounded up in gulags, denied their Fourth Amendment rights, denied their First Amendment rights. You see what's happening in these indictments against Donald Trump. The entire nation now has, on the heels of the Kavanaugh situation that she started, there's now a mindset in this country of that they're okay with the courts being weaponized. They're okay with false accusations against people that if, if you're somebody that holds a particular uh, political view, you deserve to be punished and they don't care whether you're, what you're being prosecuted for, or persecuted for is true or not. And they don't care whether or not the court system is used or any of our institutions are used to, to punish somebody, to persecute somebody, to destroy somebody as long as they get their agenda across. That's where we're at in this country. And the line of demarcation of the before this and the after that was that, was the Kavanaugh situation. We had a deep state that was illegally spying on people and and the Russian collusion hoax situation. But the lawfare and the destruction of people personally and the denial of and the, the wiping away of innocent until proven guilty was largely escalated because of Senator Feinstein. Speaking of that, there was one of the co-defendants, Trump's co-defendants in Georgia, actually settled a case today. Hmm. Guess who that was? Well, we're going to share that story with you when we come back.
0: Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I made the decision, and I don't know if you guys are just tuning in. I was talking about this ammunition company out of uh, Michigan who decided to offer deal in celebration of Dianne Feinstein's death today of sending ammunition to California on a discount. And I've decided that I don't know if I said this at the end of the segment, I decided I wasn't sure it's was the stink of the week because it's, you know, involving somebody's death. Maybe it's too soon. I've decided with what's going on in this country, we got to fight hard against evil. And I decided that they're heroes. What do you think sticks?
1: I say heroes for creativity.
2: Yeah. For creativity. Yeah. Sticks loves the creativity. I do. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not as deep or in as intelligent as Bob Walters, but I think I'm <laughs> kind of funny and creative myself.
2: You are, very much so. Remember back when we used to do on Friday shows, you used to do some of the best stuff. You used to do like trivia quizzes with me. Name that and tweet. That was a good one. What's up?
1: Name that tweet.
2: Name that tweet
1: was great. Well, that's um, why I got into radio was to do kind of that kind of stuff, radio bits. I, I super, love that kind of stuff.
2: You know what, dude, you, you still got a little time before the closing segment to come up with a little name, that
1: tweet. Oh, uh, well, I was going to possibly read some reviews oh. of uh, some uh, sugar-free gummy bears.
2: Okay. Well, that sounds good because, you know, everybody's to the sugar-free kick, you know, yeah. lower the carbs and, you know, cut out the processed sugar. And, you know, I like some, I like the occasional Russell Stover sugar-free peppermint patty. So I'm curious. I can't wait to hear that. Um, all right. So, a co-defendant uh, in uh, Donald Trump's Georgia election case. <sighs> actually pled guilty today, Scott Hall. I think Scott Hall was the one to where uh, there were motions filed to separate the cases because there's just no way it would take like two years for them to prosecute 19 people all at once. Right. It would just be a ridiculously burdensome and never happen. And for some reason, and y'all know, I'm not an attorney. I try to stay up on all this stuff, but it's hard. Try not to sneeze allergies. Um, But for some reason, they separated all of the co-defendants except Scott Hall, I think it was, and Sidney Powell. And I wasn't exactly sure that I understood why those two had to be tried together, particularly since I thought I had heard that he had never actually even met Sidney Powell. I wasn't even really sure why they were tried together. Nevertheless, and I wasn't even really sure what his role was. Uh, So today, it seems as though he pled guilty. He faced seven charges in relation to uh, his alleged breach of, uh, I guess, he was in a position of the Coffee County Election Office. He was the first of the 19 co-defendants so far to accept a plea deal. Um, According to The Hill, he uh, owns a bail bonds business, and he pleaded guilty to five charges. And he was asked, you understand you're pleading guilty today because you believe there exists a factual basis that supports the plea and you're pleading guilty because you are, in fact, guilty, he was asked. Um, and apparently he responded, yes. He was fined $5,000 and sentenced to one year probation on each count. Um he agreed that he quote aided, abetted, and encouraged employees of Sidney Powell's firm in quote in willingly tampering with electronic ballot markers and tabulating machines. Um, so I don't know how they supposedly uh, I, I were. Let me read that again. And remember that this is all supposed to be about a conspiracy, right? They were charged under RICO statutes. Um, you know, you telling uh, uh, how do you have a conspiracy of nineteen people when the nineteen people weren't working together? If Scott Hall had never spoken to Sidney Powell and never spoken to Donald Trump, how were they co-defendants in a conspiracy case? I still don't even understand how any of it is. And of course, this doesn't match RICO statutes. It's it's, it's all a sham. Um, I wasn't aware that he supposedly that anybody supposedly tampered with electronic ballot markers and tabulating machines. Um, They tested the machines. They looked into the machines. So I don't know what was said to this guy, Hall, to get him to to basically plead guilty. Quite frankly, $5,000 fine, one probation for each count to go away is actually a really sweetheart deal. So my guess is this. I don't really understand all the inner workings of the case. It's been a while since I visited it. What they want to do is they want to put pressure on Trump. They want to get as many. They want to get as many people to plead guilty um, on offering them like, I mean, how do you get probation on a RICO charge? That doesn't even make sense to me. Rico, Rico statute, or Rico charges are for organized crime. This, this is how they they got you know um, the Bambino, Gambino family behind bars, right? So if they're giving probation and a measly five thousand dollar fine, they just want to be able to tell the public, look, see, look at look at Trump's co defendants are starting to drop. They want more and, more and more and more of them to plead guilty, and then they can say that that uh, any questioning of the twenty twenty election um, was a lie that there was nothing word that happened in the election, that any questioning of the election, any attempts to try to uncover what went on in the election um, is criminal. And going forward, that anybody this sends a message to anybody going forward, if they question the outcome of the election, but ultimately it's really about... Uh, guilt by association. They want Trump to plead guilty. They're going to tell him all your co-defendants pled guilty. Come on, make this go away. Just just plead guilty. We'll give you probation. Of course, they don't want to give him probation. But if they had to give him probation just to get the G word slapped on him guilty, they absolutely would do it. So Sidney Powell reportedly, I saw somewhere today, now I can't find the article. I saw somewhere that she had filed some kind of... Um, motion or something for prosecutorial misconduct. So one of the things that's clear to me about Sydney, and I told you I texted, I haven't texted her since this whole thing broke down. I may text her over the weekend, but um, you know, she's not blaming Trump. She's not playing the victim and she hasn't accepted any plea deal. If that article I saw today is accurate, she is fighting and she is doing so. And I say appropriately because every bit of this is prosecutorial misconduct. I could get why somebody like this hall guy would be fine. Would take a plea deal of a five thousand dollar fine and and a year of probation for each count and go on because it's incredibly expensive to defend yourself. And they're probably telling him we rarely lose in these situations. And and by the way. The senator, remember the state senator in Georgia that went to the governor, went to the Republican governor uh, at Kemp and said that he wanted a motion to remove Fannie Willis from her position as DA. That guy has been uh, kicked out, I believe, kicked out of the state legislature in Georgia. So Georgia is not a red state either, America. And um, I got family living down there. They would love for me to, to retire down there. And that ain't happening. That ain't happening. If I'm going to live in some Democrat-controlled um, you know, state, I might as well stay where I don't have to fight off cockroaches and 90% you know, percent humidity in August, okay? Why would I need to go down there? Why would I need to go back to the South and do that? So, all right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got another interesting story to share with you guys, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned.
0: Andrea Kaye. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: That's right. That almost sounds like a little like Spanish guitar. I do like Spanish guitar. I'm getting in a little mood to get out there and maybe hit a dance floor one of these days soon.
1: little reggaeton. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, don't forget our podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcast. Email me at AndreaK. Show.com. dot My boy Frankie loves to send me lots of videos to go and check out. Uh, he sent me a video yesterday or this morning um, that had to do with Katie Hobbs. A lot of people are talking about this today. Katie Hobbs, no longer governor of Arizona, a Republican, has taken over. I hadn't really talked about this because. I didn't really, I mean, she basically stepped down for like a day. So I know sometimes that will even happen with the president and the vice president if the president, I think, undergoes surgery and he's, you know, incapacitated and somebody has to be in charge of the government, right? So it could be something like that. Sister, You know, I, I can't get too excited yet because it could just be that, you know, uh, Katie's getting a colonoscopy and, you know, going to be under for a little bit. Maybe Katie's getting some plastic surgery. I don't know. Um, I, I'll get excited when it goes from being like, <clears throat> um, you know, uh, like half a day or a day. Frankie also sent me a YouTube video that Adam Schiff got caught red handling, red handed, funneling millions to defense firms. Um, I got to check into this, Frankie. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And Adam Schiff got away with lying to the American people. And which, you know, he literally perpetrated a lie on the American, a sitting congressman continued to go on the mainstream media for years and lied and said, this is such an abuse of power that should have already had him removed from office, not just an ethics complaint, but removed from office, not not just an ethics complaint. He certainly shouldn't have be on any committees, and he has no business being on intelligence committee. This is a guy who went to the American people on CNN every day for years, lying and saying that he saw actual evidence with his own eyes that Trump colluded with the Russians. He got away with that. Joe Biden's getting away with his crimes. The impeachment inquiry yesterday had some good moments like Marjorie Taylor Greene pointing out uh, that that the crimes of Hunter Biden uh, were not just involving a bribery scheme with his dad, but it actually involved sex crimes and human trafficking crimes, according to the Mann Act. And she actually talked about she showed emails and other documents and showed uh, how Hunter Biden to sex workers, to hookers. That he was transporting across state lines, which is, which is human sex trafficking, that he was, he was showing them pictures of his dad. He showed him a picture of his dad with Barack Obama. Uh, there was one of the hookers who said she was scared when she got back to her friends. Uh, you know, just uh, she showed all kinds of evidence that had to do with him, his sex crimes. Right. Uh, so, but, it does, but, you know, it, it's not going to go anywhere. It's just not. And that's unfortunate. It's more than unfortunate. What am I saying? I mean, it's just, there's not going to be any accountability. So the impeachment inquiry was, was a bunch of nonsense. Um, I'm going to be tuned in this weekend to see what happens with the government shutdown. Or See, I'm already counting on a shutdown. I hope it happens. Um, here's some interesting breaking news. Um, a former ABC reporter, was he an ABC? Yes, ex-ABC News reporter. Um, James Gordon Meek pled guilty to charges relating to child pornography. He's scheduled to be sentenced this Friday in a Virginia court. Last year, he was an Emmy... i had never heard of him, but he was allegedly an Emmy-winning investigative journalist. He went missing after the FBI raided his Virginia home and seized classified information from his laptop in April 2022. Um... He pled guilty in July to transporting and possessing possessing child sexual abuse material. This involved babies, infants, and toddlers. Infants and toddlers. These images of infants involving infants and toddlers depicted, quote, sadistic and masochistic abuse of prepubescent children. He also participated in a chat group with a disturbing name. They don't tell you that what the name is in this gateway pundit article and use the affection of an underage girl for a public figure uh, to manipulate her into sending explicit messages. His phone contains screenshots of messages exchanged with minors, and he was seen on video in compromising positions. Of course, Eugene Korokov, his attorney, has argued that um, the the uh, latest lightest sentencing possible should be granted to him and that the federal guideline range is, quote, excessive. He asked for the lightest sentence possible, uh, saying that he's, you know, his criminal conduct in this case is completely at odds with his proven personal values. What his proven personal values? His criminal conduct, his personal values are in him pleasing himself while watching toddlers and babies being destroyed sexually. What is this man talking about? And he only faces, get this, what's the harsh sentence that he's looking at from federal prosecutors in this country? 12 to 15 years. That's it. 12 to 15 years. No, he didn't rape these children himself himself, but he might as well have, in my opinion. We're not going to stop child se- sex trafficking. We're not going to stop the slaughter of children, because that's what this is. You 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 rape an infant, that child is ruined emotionally, physically, forever. Anybody that watches that has enabled and has participated in that crime against that child. This man and everyone like him, and I don't care if we have to build a prison that extends from one end of this country to the other, it's time that we take crimes against children seriously. But we're not, because we got judges, like I talked about earlier in Texas, that actually think it's okay for children to watch pornography online, because children are sexual beings too. So of course, right now, this man is only facing 12 years. Donald Trump, however, is facing 400 years with his indictments. Sick, sick country we're living in, absolutely sick. Um, here of the week and stink of the week. Should I save those? My my total tally. Save those until next segment uh, sticks, or share them now.
1: Share them now. Yeah, I'm going to share them now. Um,
2: oh gosh, here of the week. I got to think about this. I think uh, let's talk about stink of the week. My stink of the week has to be the Republican party. As we look at a government shutdown and I don't care about the government shutting down. What I do care about is that we're Why we're faced with a shutdown because the Republican party is continuing to not do their job, continuing to aid and abet the crimes against this country as a part of the communist cartels running it. In fact, that makes them part of the communist cartels hands down stink of the week. When I talk about, uh, the, well, got to move on time there. Um, my uh Hero of the Week. Runner up of, of Hero of the Week has got to be that ammunition country uh company. Um for Hero of the Week, I gotta give it to Trump. I gotta give it to Trump. Because when I watched that speech earlier today with everything that he's facing, he's still He won a debate that happened this week without even trying a runner up stink. You know, uh, I got to add stink of the week into Fox News for that debate, Uh, the the stunt that they pulled, the fostering, the infighting. And they intentionally were trying to destroy the the entire Republican primary uh, election going on and ended up making themselves look like complete, the complete buffoons that they are complete with Dana Perino, who just last week was praising Hillary Clinton. If you're praising Hillary Clinton, you're my enemy. Because Hillary Clinton, as we all know, just what she did, the Butcher of Benghazi, you're praising the Butcher of Benghazi. Lady, I got no time of day for you. You're despicable to me. And yet here is Donald Trump speaking to the California GOP today, funny, lighthearted, uh, you know, full of energy, vigor, still wanting to fight for this country. It, it, how many Americans today sticks? are willing to continue to put themselves out there put themselves facing the lion's den and, and with that kind of love of country knowing that, that I mean he could he could walk away he could save himself and walk away today and he's not yeah i find that extraordinary who's your stinking
1: hero it, it shows how much he loves this country really he's going to go yeah. through all this again for what i mean he's already a billionaire it's, yeah, it's just because he loves his country and he knows what mm-hmm. he do, what he's doing is right. Uh, real quick, I don't have a stink of the week. My hero of the week is. Uh, Captain Joshua Haveman from the 60th Air Evacuation Squadron flight instructor. He was up there at Half Dome. You know, you always talk about Half Dome and you like watching all those shows about climbing and stuff. Yeah. He was up there this uh, last week and he knew that there was going to be trouble because there was wind and uh, it was was a little bit of rain coming down and he saw some guy up there uh, fall 80 feet uh, down the side of this kind of cliff and it looked like he Kind of broke his legs or something, so he went rushing up there. Meanwhile, everyone else is telling him, "Oh, you know, stay back; it's dangerous stuff." So he went rushing up there. He made like some splints Um, soon after the uh, the rescue park rangers arrived, and then he still helped and supported uh carrying this guy down on a cable ladder which i'm not too sure what that is but uh you know helped him all the way down and you know just goes to show those guys you know in the military they're always serving they're always ready to you know go into action so uh, great story captain joshua Haven. he's he's my hero of the week
2: that's awesome fantastic hero choice fantastic hero choice all right we're going to take a break we come back final segment of tonight's Andrew k show friday fun day stay tuned
0: Listening to somebody who tells it like it is, Andrea K. On the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Final segment of the show. Hope you guys have some super fun plans for this weekend. Um, you know, uh, last week I think it was, um, I was telling Sticks before we were coming back from break or something. I said, "Give me a second because I got to finish my my little piece of chocolate." I was eating a Russell Stover sugar-free. Uh, individually wrapped piece of chocolate. It was like a sugar-free version of a peppermint patty. And peppermint's really good for you. Sometimes I'll eat a little one of those and it gives me a little boost of energy. And Sticks was like, "Um, you know, I don't really eat that sugar-free candy. And I'm like, well, why not? And he's like, well, maybe you need to hear some reviews and what people are saying about the sugar-free candy. Isn't that right, Sticks?
1: Yes. And we knew something, my family, we knew something was up with that sugar-free because it was creating some intestinal issues within the family.
2: <laughs> and so
1: when it was to actually...
2: put it gentlemanly.
1: Yeah, it was actually my brother-in-law that found this review for... Um, sugar-free gummy bears and he had sent it to me a a while back and it's hilarious so I want to read it here for because I bet you other people out there have some of the same issues I don't know what it is in that sugar-free but something is not right so this review is for uh, a name brand uh, gummy bears uh, on Amazon the guy gives it one star and the title is see you in hell sugar-free gummy bears (laughs) Um, it was, he had me at the title alone. It was my last <laughs> class of the semester, and the finals were worth 30% of our grade. After a late night of studying, I felt confident, but I had to decide between sleeping or cooking breakfast. My eyelids chose sleep. My stomach later regretted this decision. After several uncomfortable stomach growls, I finally decided to make a quick stop at the campus bookstore to grab a snack. It was towards the end of the semester, so a lot of items were on sale, including the snacks and candies left up at front. So being as hungry as I was, I felt it was logical to pick the largest yet least expensive candy in order to get more bang for my buck. And there sat two bags of the sugar-free gummy bears. Bought one, uh, get one free. What a deal, I thought naively. I would eat one bag before the test and one bag after. As I walked to class, I gleefully chewed on the gummy bears, unaware of the utter mayhem that they would soon unleash upon my poor...
2: behind i sat down
1: at my desk and the professor informed us that due to issues with cheating in the past restroom breaks would not be prohibited until the completion of the exam i'll give you 10 minutes right now to use the restroom and after that that's your last chance any takers the demon bears hadn't released their unholy necromancy upon my stomach yet so in my moment of ignorance foolish I remained seated still munching on the gummy bears After the students wisely enough to take the break, break came back the professor professor handed out the test I had six question I was six questions in when it happened It started suddenly at first almost as a slight tingling sensation in my lower abdomen i thought nothing of it assuming my intestines were just doing their thing little did i know that my intestines were trying to desperately warn me of the horror that was on the horizon by by question nine it happened again by this time it followed by a sharp pain as if those infernal hellions had orchestrated attack upon my colon i thought i fought to contain the the groan that tried to escape my lips it was at this point i began to panic Something was horribly wrong, and I needed to get through this test before it got any worse. By question 14, my worst fear was upon me. Satan's bears burning, hot liquid, dark magic crashed against my behind sphincter (laughs) like a tidal wave. I I was able to close the hatch just in time, but those relentless toxic bears beat against it like orcs beating down the doors of Helm's Deep. I knew I wouldn't be able to do as much, uh, wouldn't be able to so much as shift my seat without risking a breach. I I keep fighting through the exam, (laughs) clenching my cheeks with all my might. Beads of sweat began to roll down my neck. Suddenly, a loud, gurgling war cry came from my belly, and the entire class lifted their heads. At this point, nothing mattered except expelling this ungodly presence from my bowels. With 15 questions left, I promptly wrote C for every answer and ran out of the classroom. My professor yelled out something, but I was too preoccupied with the volcanic eruption that needed to take place before I could find sweet, sweet relief. I burst into the restroom like the Kool-Aid man, and behold, the handicap stall was... O- was empty. Sun rays from the adjacent, adjacent windows shone upon it as if it was a gift from God himself. It took me less than 0.5 seconds to undo my belt buckle, pull down my pants and finally relax, re, relax my weary buttocks upon the toilet seat. It took absurdly no effort to expel this demon. Almost immediately the floodgates of hell opened and liquefied souls of the entire bag worth of gummy bears cried as they burned through into the watery abyss below. I've never felt such terrible, terrible anguish in my life. After 30 minutes of this, I immediately went home, dug a hole in the backyard, and burned the remaining of the bag of the gummy bears. I leave you with this. Do not, I repeat, do not eat the spawns of Satan. Not only did they cause me to fail my final test, but the anguish I experienced is something I wouldn't wish upon, not even my worst enemy. The only place for these godforsaken hell bears belong buried deep alone below Earth's surface.
2: (laughs) <laughs> That's the greatest story ever.
1: <laughs> and there's there's a lot of other reviews that are not as creative as this one, but uh, people with the same kind of issues. So,
2: oh if, my gosh, it, that dude is brilliant because I could totally just see the entire thing playing out in the in the classroom. I don't know how he made it to the bathroom though. Talk about some serious clenching abilities. Well, Those muscles of his were like uh, they they. I'm surprised he, he didn't leave a trail in the bathroom, but uh, I mean in the hallway. But oh my gosh, hilarious!
1: You never know in that situation. Do you run? You know, right. You keep walk, <laughs> keep yeah,
2: walking. Yeah, you walk slowly. So. Cause, yeah. Uh, oh my. But gosh. if you're if
1: anybody is stuck in the rain this weekend and want some funny reads, go Google oh. sugar free gummy bear reviews. <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. Is it just one brand or are they no. like or does this happen with all well, the sugar-free?
1: There is one specific brand. I don't want to say the name brand of it. No, don't like say a, the name, a, but I'm just curious. Popular is this brand. just like
2: is this like a thing or is that like with all the sugar-free candies or just it, this one brand?
1: M- all the sugar-free candies have this issue. If now
2: we- I have Now I got to tell you that the slow-churned ice cream, I'm not an ice cream eater, but it, East Coast they call it something eddies Out here, they call it dryers, okay. right? The dryer slow churn, my brother-in-law says, he calls it rocket fuel. He says, you eat one (laughs) bowl of that.
1: (laughs) People need to know this. You know, we need to do like, this is our public service announcement.
2: Exactly. Because can you imagine you're, you're, you know, you're a teen girl and you think, you know, I, you know, everybody's doing sugar free. So let me, let me pick up, you know, or, or, you (laughs) know, uh, uh, you know, can you imagine you're on a date? And you're eating sugar-free candies. And then, you know, can you imagine, especially if you're a girl, dudes don't seem to have that much of a problem. They don't get embarrassed by stuff like
1: that. No, not so much. So No. There but- was that one story, and I told it on your show years ago. Remember the story about the lady on the first date and, and the toilet got got stuck?
2: No, got, I don't got, remember the story. It, Tell me again. I don't remember.
1: It, the, um, you know, got, uh, the toilet got stuffed up or got blocked. And yeah. she was so embarrassed. So she tried to just scoop it up with like some TP, her, you know, bowel movement and throw it out the window. And then she ended up getting stuck. She got stuck in between the two windows and, and the fire department had to come get her. And so it's like this, that was uh, her first date. And believe it or not, they actually, they ended, they're, they're still a couple. They went on a second date.
2: Okay, if a dude will, if a dude will ask you for a second date after you clogged a toilet and then got stuck in a window, to, 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 to trying to throw it out, I mean, it, you know, dude, dude's solid. Dude, yeah, dude, dude'll love you unconditionally for anything. I got to see what he looks oh, like.
1: And he he took pictures. That's the one thing though. The guy did take a picture of her as she's stuck in <laughs> he between took pictures. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't see. And, I wouldn't have gone on a stuck. second date. She's with She's
1: stuck head down with her feet. Dangling out of the window, in between two you know window pane, glass of window pane, and <laughs> yeah, it's on there. And it was like it, it, there's an article or something about worst first dates ever, and that's where I found that. One. Oh my god! So, <laughs> could you imagine?
2: That's hilarious. I want to hear aye. some people. I want to get some emails from some people on their bet worst experiences. I want to hear. By, by, I want to hear if other people can corroborate this sugar-free gummy bear story, or is it just sticks? And this, this one dude who wrote that, I want to know if any, if any of our listeners have actually experienced it or from any other food that they want to share. And what's your worst date experience? I'm trying to think of my,
1: I can't wait for that. The answer's on those.
2: Email me at andreakashow.com. I can't think of my worst date experience. Oh, I know what it was. I accepted a date. Uh, with a guy to go to a concert and didn't realize that the concert, this was when I was at LSU, and I didn't realize the concert was it, in New Orleans. And it was an hour and a half there and back. And Oy. I didn't want to go out on a date with him anyway, but I thought, you know what? You know, I, I accepted the date. And I didn't, I never, back then I didn't know how to say no. And then it ends up being a marathon date. Oh yeah, yeah! Com- complete cl- Driving an hour and a half each way to New Orleans, dinner and a concert. I way thought, it, too I, long. I, I, I thought. Now I know what it was. What it's like to. Now I know what it was like to be a, a hostage. What was her name? Uh, who joined the Sibonese Liberation Army?
1: <laughs> I have no you, idea.
2: Patty Hearst. Oh. <laughs> At the time, you don't know who Patty yes, Hearst is. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Now I now I remember thinking, now I know what it must have been like to be Patty
1: Hearst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Well, I can't wait absolutely to hear the, the listeners' answers to those questions.
2: Absolutely. All right. Have a very safe weekend. Sticks, thank you. Thank you for all your hard work this week. You're absolutely amazing. Love you so much. Be, have fun this weekend. Hopefully it won't rain. We'll see you all Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Follow me on all the socials. Download the podcast and email me, com. Love you all.